Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. Thank you for downloading and listening. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm sitting around the table with John Patton. Hello, John. Hi, Pete. And Scott Lissett. Hi, well, Pete. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Now, we are in sort of an ongoing discussion here about methodologies and standards and, and implementing methodologies of project management in your organization, things to consider. And, and uh, uh, the last two weeks, we've, we've just I feel like we've just scratched the surface at what an organization needs to consider to organize itself politically, uh, uh, organizationally, and literally around uh, a new methodology. I think today we're going to talk a little bit about the minimum elements of a methodology in an organization. Is that where we stand? Yes, Pete. That's um, uh, one of the things that I mentioned as a, as a framework for implementing a project uh, management methodology in last week's discussions. So let's uh, list what those things are and, and then talk about a couple of them uh, today. So uh, one of the minimum elements is a life cycle for projects. So projects go through phases on their way to implementation. And in these phases, they have different characteristics and we need to manage them differently. So a life cycle. And then uh, we know that people have their day-to-day -day jobs their operating kinds of jobs, and then they have project management roles. So we define the jobs in a company with an organization chart. But when we move to a project, we pull from different elements of the organization and we organize a project by roles. So project manager, sponsor, team member are some of the roles that you hear. Uh, then uh, you have to uh, have some documentation and tools uh, what are they and when are you going to use them? Uh, there needs to be a process on the larger projects for uh, change control and issue management. Otherwise, you'll be overwhelmed uh, chasing the project rather than leading the project with the change requests that come up or with the issues and problems as you get deeper and deeper into project execution. Uh, now, above all this thing called project management, there is, at the corporate level, or a divisional level, even a department level, of a portfolio for programs and projects. How is that portfolio organized? And for the work that we want to do, what are the priorities? Because organizations typically want to do more projects than the number of resources that they have to do them. So what's the sequence that we're going to do these projects in? And when push comes to shove, let's say one project uh, three projects need one person. Uh, how is that person going to tend to uh, take care of these three different projects? In, in what order, in what sequence? And then finally, uh, when, when we set up this methodology, there's got to be somebody responsible for the ongoing uh, care, uh, maintenance, and improvement of it. And so we talk about a steering committee. Uh, for uh, um, project management. You know, um, uh, they'll be responsible for the processes like prioritization of the portfolio, uh, detection of problems, overcoming barriers, figuring a solution, and continuously improving uh, the project management capability uh, in our organization. Very good. Should we start with life cycle? Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, so let's, uh, let's go to the standard. Let's go to the guide to the project management body of knowledge. And what does PMI recommend? Well, they say there are a number of different kinds of life cycles out there, and that can depend on industry. But the best life cycles have four 
to five phases in them. We've seen life cycles with three phases, two phases. In a two-phase life cycle, it's sort of plan and implement. And the danger there is that you can get too far down the track on a project that you shouldn't be doing and spend more resources than you should before canceling it. And uh, so one of the key aspects of a life cycle is that as you move from uh, initial idea or concept to uh, developing that idea, um, uh, talking about uh, some practical feasibility kinds of things, um, then on to planning and implementation, you want to, along the way, you want to give um, company management enough information to know whether it's worth investing money to go to each successive step. Yeah. Uh, that way you reduce the risk of uh, engaging in the project and uh, pouring a lot of money into something which uh, isn't really going to pan out. Yes, you'll, you'll hear the term checkpoints, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Scott. And, and, you know, we don't want eight or nine. We've seen life cycles with eight or nine phases. That yeah. slows everything down. Too yeah. many checkpoints. Yeah, too much. But, um, you know, let's, let's talk specific terms then. Uh, in the cadence um, uh, methodology, life cycle has five phases. Think, study, um, research, plan, and implement. Uh, we've seen uh, in a product development world, um, concept definition, proof of concept, uh, planning and implementation, or development and implementation. Uh, the words can be uh, different, but we want to make sure that the, the, the steps get done. Now, another uh, term that we hear is stage and gate. Uh, in a, in a well-defined process, when you're in a phase, you know the format of the presentation that you're going to make to management at the end of that phase. And they expect um, a, uh, uh, to be offered a decision in a specific format, and they'll decide whether to move this forward or not. So out of the think phase, we have a request, and we're looking for somebody to sponsor that into the next phase. Next phase is called the study phase. Well, we want a study that's short, not, not very long, no more than about five pages for even a large project. And that gets presented, and among all the opportunities that we have, uh, management will select certain of these studies to go into the research phase. Now, the research phase, this is a serious one. This is where you really investigate it, and you've got to prepare a business case for going forward. On the basis of that, the project gets authorized. Now, for this implementation phase, we've got to do some planning. We've got to get commitments and alignment for people in different organizations across the company, and that plan needs to be approved by that same management. They've got to feel that this plan is good enough uh, so that they can release these resources that they have committed to work and deliver it within its cost, schedule, and performance. That is, bring it in on time, within budget, and delivering what you promised. Now that's all the implementation phase, uh, executing the project, overcoming obstacles and barriers. And then at the end, for continuous improvement uh, purposes, we issue a final report called Lessons Learned. Now, what did we learn on this one? If we had a similar project in the future, uh, how would we take it on? And at that point, uh, the results were offered up before acceptance, and we go through project closeout. Now, it sounds very flexible when you talk about it like that. Does the life cycle itself change for different size projects? Oh, Is yeah. it scalable that way? Or? It changes for size, risk, and complexity. 
So we defined a micro project as under 300 hours, a small project under 1,000 hours. In many organizations, the first three phases are carried out verbally in meetings and discussions until um, it's often a department manager says, okay, let's get this done and appoints the team right there in that meeting and uh, they plan and get the plan approved and, and uh, you know, in, in less than a week, you know, two or three meetings, get it all planned out, get it approved, and then they're off to implementation. And uh, one uh, final thing I want to point out here is that uh, this kind of a, of a life cycle works whether you're developing a product or a service. Uh, whether you're building a new rocket engine or designing a new HR process, uh, you can still go through these phases going from concept to um, making the business case uh, for the service uh, to then planning and finally implementing it. So the, the objective here, it sounds like, is, is A, establishing clarity of what your own objectives are and B, establishing buy-in uh, in the organization that it's important to move forward, yes? Yes. This has been another great discussion, although I note we have, it seems like, five more things to talk about. We're going to keep uh, pick this up next week. Yeah, let's uh, keep moving forward here, Pete. And I want to give a success story in here at some point. So we do. We need we some good examples. Next week. That sounds great. Uh, thank you again for joining us. On behalf of John Patton and Scott Lissett, I am Pete Wright. Thanks for listening. This has been Ask Cadence.